bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the black guy who tips premium podcast network and also just out there in the world if you wait a month uh i'm your host rod and i am joined as always by my first lady of the review church karen we are here to review a movie you've either seen you don't ever plan on singing (laughs) or you just don't care about our spoiler because we do spoil the movie today's movie is no exception it is honk for the lord save your soul jesus jesus save your soul oh wait honk for jesus save your soul mm-hmm. oh my god jesus <laughs> let's just start over okay <clears throat> can we you know what St- stop recording real quick take two take two let's let's do that again from the top today's movie is honk for jesus save your soul <laughs> we are ready to do some reviewing for the people of course we went to the theater for this movie mm-hmm. this is the rare movie that we have on one of our streaming platforms but we said nope we gotta go see this in the movie in all this glory because my mom wanted to go with us yes if we went for that we just probably watch it at the house yeah but you know listen my mom don't get to see all the movies so she say let's go see the movie together i say let's go see it together agreed um so we went out there on labor day and saw hunk for jesus save your soul mm-hmm. uh so we saw some movie trailers we did we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about the movie what we liked about it what we didn't like we're gonna score from zero to five and then we're gonna talk about your feedback i believe we got one comment on bullet train review a new comment yay uh so let's start with these damn trailers okay it was a lot of them um seven trailers uh the first one's for the menu uh we've seen this trailer before it's the one where everyone gets invited to an island for an extremely fancy one 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 point oh oh one percent type of fair where it's like rich people eating from a chef that grows everything on the island blah 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 and then eventually it turns into um man is the most dangerous game it's time to hunt and kill the people <laughs> it's, it's like a, a twist on a extremely old trope of hunting the people and, and all the stuff um it looks interesting i won't lie but not interesting enough to me to like really go out of my way to see it but Agreed. i mean it could be good it's like it's not you know i can see a lot of fun stuff with that concept of you know the fancy foods and how do they make it and then oh everyone suddenly realizing they're in the most dangerous game and then of course who survives what skills do the people have how do they kill the rich people or whatever the fuck like it could be good i just i'm not interested in this topic as a as a genre what about you karen no it's a no no for me i like i said and and those uh series and with the style that's very popular it mm-hmm. just happened not to be my type of style the next movie was a trailer i haven't seen before uh which was devotion um 
which apparently is about a pair of u.s navy fighters and and they risked their lives in the korean war and it's like a war movie that is the opposite of most of the war movies of this time this era Mm -hmm. because they didn't just do like a world war one or world war two it's it stars jonathan major as jesse brown a black man Mm -hmm. and it seems like his his family and stuff is centered in this movie and and sure it's the cliche probably like a uh you know for a couple reasons like one it's a war movie so it's like a a a black man became the best warrior or whatever right Mm -hmm. you know for this imperialistic blah blah blah. got it you woke you you won don't go see it but then the second thing is it is one of those like and black people proved they belonged Mm -hmm. in swimming you know like some racism involved yeah yeah we're having a moment a black (laughs) history (laughs) yes sir uh but i'm but honestly it looked great it actually did um so i can see myself seeing this um and hopefully they don't skirt the racism too much i it doesn't need to be the overwhelming only point in the movie mm-hmm. but i would we like to talk about it yeah between explosions and shit you know show that my black the black man was struggling dealing with these honkies and then uh we can get back to blowing shit up you know so i actually i'm kind of excited about this i'm not sure when it comes out i don't think they showed on the trailer yeah so probably sometime next year yeah okay release date november 23rd 2022 so oh, so it's this year okay yeah so you know i could i could see seeing this depending on like you know factors but yeah if i see it streaming yeah the fact that it's coming out on a holiday is a pretty big thing mm-hmm. you know because to me that means you like uh believe in this film to put it out during the holiday because that's normally when you try to put your films out there where everyone has a day off and they go into the theater yeah my thing is if that's the case we're in september october now like two months mm-hmm. i need to see some more promotion because this is the first yeah. time i've ever seen it uh black panther wakanda forever perfect trailer no notes yeah i think it may have been your first time your mama has seen it or the yeah. first time she has seen it like in the theater so yeah yeah um black panther wakanda forever yeah, um, yeah i'm, I'm in. in halloween ends yeah yay halloween i haven't so I ha- i've i'm not a huge halloween person in the first place like even back in the day when it was like the slasher flick that all the kids were into i i never watched it um but i did hear the reboot kind of sequel thing they did a couple years ago with jamie lee curtis returning was really good that's what i heard too i didn't watch it but it's not because i'm afraid of horror movies i I love don't breathe like uh you can make a great horror movie that i will watch and this could have been one i just didn't feel compelled to watch it um then i heard the sequel to that was shit so then i'll back off the like uh yeah i'm not getting back involved because it's like that's the whole thing with halloween in the first place is like oh the first one was great then the next 17 sucked but then and it was to various degrees like well, oh no five was good but six was terrible it's like i i don't want to get sucked into a world where like it's more bad than good as far as quality mm-hmm. the same reason i didn't like hellraiser um but uh yeah i'm wondering if this will be good and it, i think this is also one of those peacock plus things where it'll be out and streaming at the same time so kind of like haunt for jesus if, if it's good and i hear good things maybe i'll invest in going back and watching those but uh it was not a big the trailer looks great but it was not a big thing for me you saying yeah that's not my genre then <laughs> this was the t- the trailer made me laugh it's not a comedy but it made me laugh so hard considering what film we were watching 
and it was running the bases which is clearly <laughs> clearly a christian propaganda film of of and it's man like i looked gl- at roger i said this is stupid i'm glad i'm not religious honestly i don't i don't really want to i don't want to make light of i mean i guess this film review is going to make light of people but that's what the film is about but man this is like every cliche of a bad movie that the only way it could even remotely be interesting to you is if you were like so christian you don't get to watch other movies you just watch christian movies and so this was a big deal to leave the house and go to the theater and watch your lord's you know movie but man it was seems so uninteresting didn't it though super white yes and the conflict felt so forced it was like are you gonna coach a baseball team or are you gonna believe in jesus i was like baseball and jesus is like baseball and american pie like it's not some foreign like it's not some foreign concept to bait to sports where it's like mm-hmm. a coach was religious we don't want that at our school you better get out of it. we not here at uh not here at charles darwin atheist high school <laughs> you better get out of here like <laughs> with your christianity it was so uh, like honest it made me like i know it's probably putting too much on trailer but it honestly made me a little mad because it made me think about like how christians lately in the right wing have been walking around like we're the persecuted ones and just felt like that that guy who was like i'm gonna force my kids to pray after a game and they took it to the supreme court and won right because our fucking republican supreme court is like christians are the real uh the real victims in america white christians can't do nothing that's how this film felt to me but it was even more weak need because it didn't even lean into like who they really are it it leaned into the victimization of like it's so hard for a christian white man to make it in america he gotta choose between his god and baseball every day and it just felt like the stuff they're not showing in the trailer is gonna be like one of the kids is gay or some shit or one of the you know like like and and the picture was jewish and i as i said i can buy by god won't let me let this kid pitch i'm sorry sandy koufax jr but you gotta sit on the bench like i it was so bad and ridiculous i honestly laughed at it like a comedy but it's it made me mad yeah it's not a comedy but i really turned to roger with like uh what what was this yeah it was oh god the whole you better learn to win these games without jesus like what (laughs) there's never been a base baseball manager ever to say those words never the next one was actually a pretty subversive and once again it made me laugh because for well because it was funny but also the irony the next trailer after the christians are the real victim trailer was the one called bros and it was so lgbtq complete opposite it was like a gay rom-com where there's a guy mm-hmm. who's like getting older he is starting to think being alone is literally his sexuality um and then he finally meets a guy and it's like is he falling in love is he not you know rom-com shit Mm -hmm. and the whole cast is like lgbtq down all races all colors all creeds and it was so it felt like it, it almost felt like a joke like wait what the this trailer after the other trailer is this part of the the movie now or what <laughs> but it, it looked fun and uh like and i and honestly i would go see it it actually looked that good like 
it made me laugh that much where i was like oh this shit's probably gonna be really good um yeah, and, all- and not in like the patronizing way it felt like they wrote a funny movie and it just happened to be a funny movie written by and for lgbtq people yes and you could tell and i tell me funny that they were like hey we're gonna poke at this shit too mm-hmm. you know we're gonna talk about the extreme peoples in our groups too that act right. like everything is like the fucking end of the world and you know we are people too and it's more to us you know than the day or the month or the year or whatever it is may be so i i think uh it's going to be a good comedy that actually doesn't take itself too seriously but also get into deeper deeper things yeah so and it has some some of my favorite actors and comedians and personalities in it too um such as like jim rash who y'all might know from uh he plays he does voices on harley quinn for like the riddler and the mayor imperceptible man um he also was huge he was in reno 911 he was in mike tyson mysteries um uh community i believe he was a curb um like he's just been everything like he's like he's one like he was in the trailer and i was like oh okay this is a comedy this shit gonna be funny so um yeah man i I hope it's good um and the last trailer after that was tar and i'm sure i'm pronouncing it wrong because it had a apostrophe over the a that shit felt like i was on drugs that made move that that uh thing made no sense to me Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm it was just dark and flashing the woman drawn on a wall black white i was like what am i supposed to be consuming here honestly it looked like oscar winning shit that's exactly what i said i said i said oh this is one of them independent movies that's gonna win all them fucking awards and everybody gonna go who yeah it like it was so artsy you don't even really know what it's about they mm-hmm. don't really tell you it's like a when you see an advertisement for a perfume or a cologne and you're like what is this for and it gets to the very end it's like uh you know medley by calvin klein and you're like oh <laughs> okay because y'all had elephants underwater swimming upside down and then a person jumped out of a plane it was a kaleidoscope i didn't know what i was supposed to they expect. landed into a flower and then no one had on any clothes and you know like mm-hmm. that's like it's a vibe it's a feeling and that's kind of how this shit felt to me was it was a vibe it was a feeling but a movie and so uh yeah we'll we'll see you know i i I don't i imagine me getting this screener and watching it i don't this is just not my kind of jam Mm -mm. um but you know uh uh, there's a festival going on right now at con i believe and i think it's con i want to say or no venice is venice film festival or something going on right now something like that but the the new movie the new like hype thing that's like even more than a trailer is reporters reporting back how long the standing ovation is at the end of the movie and so like um the dude from who used to be in his encino man why am i drawing a blank of his name but anyway that uh that dude you know he put on some weight brendan frazier he's put on some weight and then like the internet's been like there were people that were picking on his weight then the internet's been really supportive of the fact that he's gained weight because he talked about like being sexually assaulted and all Aww. this stuff 
and so people have been you know really rallying to be in his corner and so he's done this movie called well and i think it's about like a bigger person and oh all this stuff. so that's why i seen whale going down on social media i was like what's a whale who's a whale why are we saying whale so they premiered it last night at the festival and all the only thing you keep hearing because you know they can't spoil the movie too much is he got a four minutes he got a six minute standing ovation and he left after you know he wanted to leave after minute three but they he was so overwhelmed by the response he stayed and blah blah blah. now this kate blanchett in vulture i see you know she got a six minute standing ovation (laughs) and then uh last night i saw uh that movie uh don't worry darling uh that got a four minute standing ovation even though there's a shitty rollout and i've just been all over the mess with that fucking rollout olivia wilde i just like i saw people she was kind of trying to get ahead of the bad press for uh as far as some of the stuff that happened with the movie but she seems to have royally fucked that up and so florence Pugh, who's the star of the movie and i believe florence Pugh is dating harry styles now um if i'm not mistaken who's the lead dude or something yeah who's okay. like the lead dude mm-hmm. um now let me make sure that's well, it might true be somebody else i know he well, i know she broke up with zach braff a while ago but there are people saying that she's dating harry styles now um but the thing is like uh so florence Pugh did not want to do the movie with shia labeouf so supposedly um olivia wilde then goes out and talks about how she fires out shia labeouf and she was ahead of this and she you know she has to protect her stars and and then shia labeouf drops receipts and is like no she didn't do that i left the film she begged me to come back he even has a video of her saying please come back we can work this out so this i so she basically lied and um Which she didn't have to nobody asked her to nobody asked her to she could have just said you know shy went his own way she could have said the truth he left the film and he didn't you know it wasn't comfortable for him and blah 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 so now she does it doesn't look like she had flores fuse back it looked like she lied on shia labeouf this is in the middle of her t- saying that her breakup with her hu- her ex-husband was really all his fault and people just don't know the real story well we just caught you in another lie so who knows if that's true right and so it appears florence Pugh has beef with olivia wilde she came to the premiere skipped the press conference then when they got a standing ovation at the end it was four minutes long but florence Pugh left during the first minute and walked off stage and then everybody else had to like mosey off stage too because you know it was like oh shit she the star left you know and she didn't talk to nobody so yes yeah, just but yeah the thing i noticed is the length of the standing ovation seems to be the new like hype reel for the film is six minutes eight minutes two minutes it it don't matter if it come out in the audience outside of y'all because there's a lot of shit that they raved about and it went out and that shit flopped everybody Mm -hmm. was like this shit ain't that good or and shit like that so that means absolutely nothing to the general public right and it looks you know the movie trailer still look bad to me so Mm -hmm. all right let's get into this movie though 
that's what you really came to hear about we just rambling on um 20 minutes in let's talk about the movie you came to hear uh in the aftermath of a huge scandal trinity childs the first lady of a prominent southern baptist megachurch attempts to help her pastor husband lee curtis childs rebuild their congregation it is directed by adama ebo uh written by adama ebo stars regina hall sterling k brown nicole bahari um karen let's get into this film talk about what we like what we didn't like and score it karen give me something you liked about this movie one thing that i really really did like about it i like the documentary style mm-hmm. i like that they switch between we film a documentary and slash real life all wrapped up in one and how as an audience you're seeing both perspectives but you can tell the difference between when they're in one and when they're in the other because sometimes when they do movies like this sometimes you can't tell the difference and you're like okay are we in the documentary non-documentary like what's happening so i i i, I do like the style that it was was uh, uh filmed in yeah i thought uh the piggyback on that i thought the multi the use of multimedia as far as like documentary style to like you know movie back to a regular movie kind of thing to you know even when he would watch when they would show the old clips of him on tv and they made sure to put it in the old school style square space of the old tv with the extra shiny kind of like grainy video footage Mm -hmm. that was so smart so amazing it like this film never tells you what time period i believe mm-hmm. that you're in other than to te- tell you like this is two weeks before they open church this is three weeks like but they never tell you like you're looking at a clip from three years ago because they don't need to tell you they, they like you can see it with your eyes like oh okay this is when he was a mega church pastor and everything was going great before his scandal um a thing that i liked about it is um the uh uh, uh comedy um sterling k brown and regina hall steal the show they are amazing in this the cooning in the good way that they were doing was so over the top it was Mm -hmm. fun to see sterling k brown get to play an over the top ridiculous person um and uh regina i don't know that anybody commits to the bit like regina hall Mm -mm. like just every level of from the the like the the documentary comedy the like in the real movie comedy that knuck if you buck scene is gonna, the show. it is gonna be one of the greatest scenes ever for me you know at least for this year it's just one of the greatest like made me lose my shit did not see that coming in the theater did not like that was when they really like honestly to me that's when the movie starts is the knuck if you buck scene is when i go okay they got a movie this is the movie i thought they were gonna try to make so um yeah that that comedy between them the chemistry and the way they do like tension in this film because it's a very intense film and they just master that like uh church nice you know that you know there's scenes where like like when regina hall runs into um an uh old uh congregation member mm-hmm. and at the mall and they do that church mm-hmm. nice but they're really just cutting each other down to the core yes that kind of stuff was really funny but also like really accurate and made me laugh so i thought the comedy was really good Any, what else as as somebody who has uh been to church a lot of her life 
I really appreciate that they made the hats and the clothes their own character because mm-hmm. they really are. Like hats and clothes is literally his own creature. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they didn't hide, particularly in like a black church, a lot of uh, cogent churches and non-denomination, a lot of the big churches, house of prayer and things like that. They really are into the the bright colors, the the suits with all the colors, the mm-hmm. um. Uh, fancy dresses and 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 suits and all that type of stuff i really appreciated that they didn't run away from that because in the black uh, community particularly in in black churches that's a part of it Mm -hmm. and a lot of that was part of hey this was the only place we were able to dress like and most people's normally everyday life you had to dress down you had a uniform or or if you did dress you were considered uppity or whatever like this is a place where people could show up and show out and i appreciate that they didn't run and hide from that and was like no 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 we're going to let you know that this is a part of the culture well i want to take it a step a step further and also in one of the things i like but i don't think they were trying to just show this is part of the culture of black people going to church i thought they were really highlighting and i love this the hypocrisy the materialism yeah the flossing because it wasn't just they look nice they were like label whores this, this yeah. my pr- we got the peach product we got the this it was like this is your hustle this is your grift it just happens to be quote unquote in the name of the lord and y'all i got mega church house mega church cars mega church you know it's the joke that i always make or some people get offended by but i don't give a fuck which is um every mega church pastor must be an atheist because when you see the dirt that they fucking do it's like that can't be that's greed and ego that's a lot of stuff that don't got nothing to do with what you claim god is supposed to be about when you're preaching about getting rich getting money prosperity coming to you and bragging on your material possessions and talking about it's god but then you taking this money from your own flock that's god's money and you making it work for you mostly it's that kind of thing and they didn't run away from that and i thought they would possibly run away from that because you know black people that are gonna go see this black people are typically more religious than other groups of people other than like mexicans um or latinx people i guess but uh yo they didn't run from it they really highlighted that shit and it's the kind of hypocrisy that i see and it pisses me off to a certain extent but it also is funny it is funny to see you know somebody like john gray talking about having to get his wife a fucking new car because he cheated on her and he's telling that that those are real stories and the inspiration from reality um is what what makes it you know grounded but it also is what the thing i want to laugh at because it is ridiculous so um i love that it wasn't just materialism for materialism's sake it was Mm -hmm. materialism to point at the core of this this was not a religious endeavor as much as it was them trying to get their business back after a scandal it was them trying to get their hustle on after a scandal and they nakedly take off the mask at moments in here that are so like yes and knuck if you buck while driving to the other new church's location to stare at it in the middle of the night and and when he's like they're gonna take them all and you like yes because you finally took off the mask for a second and it's a hustle and regina uh regina was so good at looking in that camera and wearing the mask for the documentary blah 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 and you could just feel it was a mask to the point at the final sec third of the film or whatever she's literally wearing a mask in like one of the last acts of the of the, of the movie 
i just thought that stuff was such great writing and so on point and so poignant uh my next thing i really appreciate them doing i call them the fab five how everybody in a mega church left but five people mm-hmm. and the reason why is because back to real life when these scandals and stuff broke break out you do have a small contingent of people that's like it don't matter what you do i'm gonna be here mm-hmm. and so i'm glad that they talked about those people too yeah and we and i remember when eddie long got in mm-hmm. his thing and uh i don't know if my aunt went to this church or if my aunt was talking about the people that went to the church or something but she was like yeah these people are still going to his church because now they're using it as a badge of honor like you won't do this to our pastor you know like it wasn't a like mascots yeah it wasn't a genuine like this man needs to repent he did it and it's or he didn't or he's innocent it was a lot more like even if he did do it y'all not gonna do this to our pastor what about your pastor it's like a like a football team um so yeah the, the, the faithful five was funny i love the little girl yes. uh she said i just love theater <laughs> she was so good <laughs> uh every they had every type of archetype covered when it came to that kind of stuff of of the in that five that group of five people mm-hmm. um another thing that i like was that they did uh they did show the opulence and they did show you know the cars and stuff and even the other church with the pastor couple uh where nicole bahari was one of them um even in that they still show like they're they're like the young version of them yes like the up and coming yeah Mm -hmm. like you can still see like this could end badly for them Mm -hmm. it's just right now they're young up and coming everybody's looking for the new thing um and it was more like a business competition and even though i think they were supposed to be the more like um like they were more pure than than the other couple you know they they hadn't been as seasoned and dirtied by the money and shit yet but they were on the path of being that mega church and um that was going to supersede them and all that stuff um but i do love how it was like they tried to do the right thing not even the right thing they tried to move it to accommodate the um the 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 child's uh, the child's or whatever mm-hmm. and still ended up ruining the uh, the debut mm-hmm. of that church because nobody was paying attention to each other uh unless you believe that they secretly did it on purpose that's true i don't think they did i, don't, I didn't buy i didn't think yeah. they did either yeah i think they was like you know because at first i was like mm, we've been planning this for a while like this mm-hmm. isn't something we came up with at the whim this is the date and they probably thought about it it was like you know what we can bump it up a week like for us it's not a problem bumping it up a week Mm-hmm. you know um and you know if people choose to go back let them make that choice we don't want to actually be the competition with them and you know i think it was lee curtis's character that was like we gotta push it up mm-hmm. and you know trinidad was like well, that's actually not enough time we actually we actually need those extra days but he was not trying to hear that mm-hmm. anything else for likes yes uh the dynamics of uh trinity and lee curtis relationship mm, uh, yes. their their relationship was kind of all over the place and because we got like intimate scenes we got scenes with them where you like oh y'all just putting these things like this is some shit y'all been going through for years mm-hmm. and these things have never been addressed yeah i mean look the the spoiler you know is that he's 
clearly struggling with repressing his homosexuality Mm -hmm. he has a sex scandal in there that clearly involves boys uh uh and not underage but like he's either grooming or they're of of consenting age but still it's it's wrong it's not it might not be illegal but it's morally reprehensible and it's against Mm -hmm. what he claims to represent and i love that they show a clip of him chastising gay people from the pulpit and talking about how it's a threat to marriage equality and all this shit and then of course he goes and does stuff like this it happens all the time when it comes to these like a lot of these pastors a lot of these powerful people in religion their hypocrisy knows no bounds they contribute to the same thing and whether it's an inner turmoil that they're having that is being exercised on stage by 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 self-hatred or whether they really think i'm above the law and i can do what i want to do either way it doesn't matter because you're leading a whole city astray and uh or just a whole flock of people astray Mm -hmm. and i love that they they didn't run from that my one of my favorite scenes is the confrontation between him and khalil the guy the kid that didn't take yeah i'm about to say money yeah because when he basically pulled up i was like oh this must have been the one that didn't everybody else settled he was like i'm not right and so like that that confrontation is intense it's well done it's well acted there's really it's not played for laughs at all really Mm -hmm. um and i enjoyed that scene because that reckoning needed to happen in this movie um and so i thought that was like uh you know i thought that was really well done uh another thing for me too was the greed because you talked about the dynamics of the relationship and while he was nakedly an egomaniac Mm -hmm. nakedly uh materialistic and stuff she was too and i thought at the end they kind of did this thing where she breaks and and says you know like this is my church too and it's supposed to be this moment of like oh this woman's power is through her husband and he ruined their lives with this blah blah blah. but to me it felt like okay you shaking your head so yeah to maybe you agree with me is to me it felt more like this is a moment of her dropping the mask and saying i'm nakedly after this power too i want to be on that stage i want him to rise to prominence because that's how i rise to prominence you know when she talks to her mom i love that scene where her mom is like you got to stick with him because i said yes her mom would say i was for a second i thought she was gonna be the voice of reason but she heard all that shit and was like no you stick it out because these men this is what men do and what we do as women is stick beside them because those are the men that get you a house like this a church like that clothes like you have on cars like you drive and it was that that kept her there and i like that she's complicit in it too even though you know most most of the movie almost makes you feel like she's also a victim of this that try you know she's just trying to figure out how to make it work and it's like no at some level she knows when she sees him with his hand on that cameraman's face she knows it'll always be like this and he'll she'll always have to try to like uh, just hope to keep his his homosexuality from damaging the image that they built for her to have the power that she got yeah because even when it was intimate he did not want to to have sex with her like face to face Mm -hmm. and that mattered you know and so i didn't think about that till i was like oh that makes sense to why you know after that 
you know he couldn't get it up and all this type of thing and so i think uh for me i i do agree yes she was complicit i do think that uh she is a victim and a perpetrator at the same time you can be yeah. both um and i think so what i mean is like the movie made it seem like she was a victim for most of the movie and then that last and i thought man she's kind of gonna skate you know what i mean like the movie's kind of gonna make it seem like this man hey i was just trying to really save souls and i was trying to save this man and at the end when she has that like she's so embarrassed she's so she drops the mask she always thought the document was a bad idea and she nakedly you know was mad upset cussing and all that stuff she's uh i love that you know like it because to me her just buying an expensive hat wasn't enough Mm-mm. to be like oh look she's in it for the hats it's like no she's in it for the standing and if that means some boys got sexually assaulted or coerced or whatever and they gotta pay out money fine as long as she gets to be on that stage again behind lee curtis so yeah and also something else that i did like about it i like the fact that they truly touched on something that uh, that uh, even if you are in Christianity, Christianity blinds people. Mm-hmm. And it blinds them to the point that all logic and reasoning doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were saying that she literally had filed for a divorce at the beginning and then took it back. Mm-hmm. So it may be something where she was like she, because I think she knew these things that happened and she was like, the fuck am I doing here? And probably sat down and talked with her mom. I had a conversation with people and they made her feel bad enough for not being a good Christian and she decided to stick it out. Mm-hmm. Um and That's true. And, and and I think for me, um, she was like, Well, if I'm in it, I'm in it to the end because she even was like, Yeah, I kill him before I leave him. Yes. I was I like, love that Oh, line. okay. You are crazy, crazy. Like you have bought in. You're like if I cannot leave, basically, you ha- you have changed yourself. Did nobody change you here? Nobody's forced you to stay here. You have changed your you chained yourself to him, and so you like look. If I have to be here, you have to be here too. And so uh, it's one of them to death do us part type of things. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was boiled down to the Christianity blinds because mm-hmm. a lot of Christians are really heavy into you don't get no divorce no matter what. And it's shameful. No, 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 boo-boo. If you're unhappy and there's things happening, you have the right to leave. You can't leave. But people make you feel like you're not a good Christian. Yep. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, I agree with it 100% um let's see anything else for positives um yeah i thought yeah i I think that might be it for my positives uh anything else for you for positives before we move into negatives Mm -mm. okay all right cool so let's um um let's get into negatives what was something you didn't like uh one of the things and it's not even for me if you are a person that you don't think people can pick on Christianity, don't go see this movie. I'm just oh, telling you that mm-hmm. up front. Like, it's a lot of people that you go, oh, it's a Christian comedy. Yeah, but it's, but it's also was presented in a way where it's like, oh, they're gonna poke fun at it. That's why I, I knew I that. will go further. I think it's an anti-Christian comedy. I don't think it's, this is us poking fun of it and saying at the same time, like, it's okay, kinda. No i think this is a and then not just and some people will take it as christianity i think it's a i'll take it back it's an anti-mega church message it's not a uh anti-christian message necessarily like um 
it, but it's very much like this mega church shit is a hustle it's a business it's a grift the people that participate in it at the highest levels whenever they do something immoral or whatever they just expect to to move on and get back to the grift and if we allow it and play our part and i love the phone calls from the community and stuff that really highlighted the community already making excuses we've all i remember when it was eddie long people were right into the show you see it on the internet you see it under videos it, it was a lot of excuses you know and that stuff is enabling the abuses that happen from these people you know even when it was joe Osteen and he wouldn't open his church in the flood i remember people making excuses for that like it like the amount of uh charisma that leads to uh a following of a person more than a following of a doctrine right is extremely dangerous and this movie did not skirt that and i was so happy but yeah if you're a person that you know would get offended by someone making a movie about this but you don't be offended at the people in the pulpit that do stuff like are anti-covid vaccines and anti-mask but you know our tax exempt like we had here in charlotte the black pastors and then mm-hmm. also we're dealing with financial uh malfeasance when you have that shit and you you're not offended by that but you offended by somebody make a fucking movie get over yourself sorry um but yeah uh a thing that to me that was kind of negative it felt unfinished like and i don't know if this is them pulling their punches at the end and going we don't want to make it look too bad or too good let's leave everybody kind of in a lurch let's leave it open-ended almost yeah Yeah. like they didn't really want to end the movie i felt like the only way to truly end that movie is to show him giving that speech to like either a handful of people or everybody showed up and it was like business as usual either way makes a tremendous statement um for what you want to say about the the mega churches black folks religion a bunch of stuff and felt like they didn't want to say either way or they didn't really have an idea for finishing it like they thought well just exposing them as nakedly greedy people was enough but i don't think that was enough i think you know that from the first frame um so yeah i i I, you know i wanted to see something like that yeah uh and that's very funny i could see i could see them going to like the next sunday which was the easter sunday which Mm -hmm. is which is where i think it should have ended yeah and so either the next sunday you have a handful of people show up like you say or you have everybody going back going oh i heard y'all was open opening and because i remember when he was on stage and and regina was out in the audience she was like that doesn't feel heartfelt Mm -hmm. you know and him literally instead of giving the, the the speech he rehearsed giving something heartfelt to the congregation and ending it there i could see that being a being a little different Mm-hmm. than the way they ended like you say it is almost like an open end it's like oh well are we going to get a part two like the why like this is not an end of a story mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah it's just and I, and I mean i'm not there's not a ton of negative stuff i have to say about this film but that that is a glaring thing for me because it ends in the credit stars and you almost expect like a after credits thing or yes. something and i looked i searched online it's like there's nothing after the credits I was like oh so this kind of feels like you you had honestly to make a comparison to the film it feels like rocky one y'all went to 15 rounds y'all went the distance y'all didn't knock nobody out and i wanted y'all 
go ahead and knock them out even if you because either way i think it's great you either knock out the black church going audience by saying look everybody's in attendance again it's like nothing happened and it's like shit that's a big statement to us like why do we keep going to like a eddie long's church or john gray's church there's always people in there or that pastor with the chains in brooklyn like there's always people in there when are we going to look at ourselves and go we need to stop and they had so many great moments of people that would come up and be like to the pastor like you know you 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 really changed me blah 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 you are bringing souls to the lord you know whatever and is that worth this man basically manipulating the 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 world to get money is it worth the fact that he brought a few people in line or whatever or even if it was hundreds of people is it worth that i don't know but because the film never really makes a payoff Mm -hmm. and if it would have been empty also a great statement on like the community is rejecting this and look at like how uh this was the uh the uh comeuppance of the way that they handled everything and that he never truly repented he never truly changed his ways he never truly apologized to the community he just paid money and just kept it going i really think they dropped the ball there everything the whole time was getting back to normal let's get it back to normal with then like you say i think he should have did a speech that wasn't scripted from the heart regardless of if it was the fab five and them or or if it was a few hundred people or or else if the whole congregation would have came back like you know i think that uh you could have showed like you say this sunday and them and then show the easter sunday basically everybody go back to show you not trying to be funny the wishy-washy of people <laughs> mm-hmm. you know how everybody like oh this club jumping oh that club jumping oh this club jumping like i would have loved for them yeah. to, for them to for them to be like okay next easter sunday well the, the next sunday which is the easter sunday which is the where i thought it should have ended because the whole thing was easter sunday we should have seen the easter easter sunday sermon i and um another thing for me is i'm sorry is it your turn did i go too far it don't matter okay another thing for me is a little too long it is a little too long and i think part of the reason it's a little too long is like with the documentary style they like to do a lot of like leaving the camera on someone's face for 15 20 seconds and it just adds up over time like there's sometimes where it's very poignant and it's adding something to it and there's other times where it's like they can move on from this the tension has been built built and i really don't think it would hurt the film to be like we stayed on regina king's face five seconds versus 25 seconds you know um so there's moments like that in the film where it can get a little uh uh a little long in the tooth you know and especially considering they didn't really interrogate what happened or the accusations in Mm -hmm. any of the time on the screen Mm -hmm. it's very much innuendo hinted you know leave it in your mind for either you to think the worst or the best or whatever the we don't know who's telling the truth because we never really see it from a victim's perspective the one time we do is obviously khalil who isn't giving any details he's just there to be like you know fuck you or whatever Mm -hmm. um so you know that kind of thing was a little uh it it lacked a little something the the fact that we don't truly get to know what the crimes were the hypocrisy of it i I think if they could take us the time to show this very awkward sex scene they could have taken the time to show like 
a flashback of him grooming one of these kids or a flashback to whatever that charity was it really relies on you just knowing like eddie long story or something as opposed to like showing you uh oh he had this foundation even even if you don't show us anything like explicit or anything just showing us like um this is him talking about that foundation back in the day or this is him buying those kids clothes and and shit yeah like a montage of that because they did emphasize on they built a school they built this they built that so during that time if y'all would have showed us him kind of they did this and show him kind of handing the kids stuff kind of publicly you know as 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 a part of the the uh, image imagery and not realizing that we were seeing the victims right so i thought they lost a little something there um and maybe it's because they didn't want to piss people off but it was like yo give us a little more about the scandal and and a little less about you know the awkward silences looking into the camera yeah and also something i wanted to talk about too and and, and this is kind of in the positive mm-hmm. i like the fact that they showed that uh trinity also had to deal with his consequences because mm-hmm. when she was out there it was one scene where a woman basically just came and just cussed and cussed and cussed at her till she responded back mm-hmm. you know i was like oh yeah in the age of the internet i could see something like that happening even a woman filming her mm-hmm. you know it like to that third act is so good in the fact like other than obviously the very very ending but that third act is so good because it shows the desperation to which they clung to wanting to be somebody not just somebody back to the where they were in the community they wanted that status when she literally put on the mind makeup to me that was saying uh clown she looked like a clown like Mm -hmm. and it was like uh this this thing this joke i said on twitter but you know i put it on a t-shirt it's like when you put on the cape don't forget to put on the clown nose too because you (laughs) go people gonna have you out here looking like a fucking clown sometimes if you decide to just cape for them and she was caping for her husband out there with the honk for the jesus sign Mm -hmm. and it was so obviously like you you her husband had no depth he would not sink to with her to get back to where he wanted to go so it was like you put on this mom makeup and you get out here and look like a fucking clown everyone in the town driving by looking at you like a fool and how far you sank in your status because we are desperate to get back and you are nothing but an accessory to me and i loved that and then that's the part where she breaks with her pride because she couldn't take anymore but yeah mm-hmm. so that yeah that's a positive not a negative yeah uh anything else for negative i'm mm-hmm. sorry uh yeah I, i'm really can't think of anything else for negatives for me um so yeah let's get into the scoring zero to five uh what would you give it a four yeah i would give it a yeah i think i'll give it like uh, i'll give it like a three and a half i'll give it a three and a half thought it was yeah thought it was really good Mm -hmm. think you'll enjoy it the 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 dropping the ball on the ending just uh, it just felt like you pushed the you pushed the ball up to the top of the mountain and he just said i don't want anyone to get too mad or something or something and i think it maybe the and i'm sure the creators would say it doesn't really matter what blah 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 but i think it do matter Mm -hmm. i think it does matter what statement you want to make with this film even if it's a statement of you know people just keep going i'd still i'd still think that would be braver than just ending it 
kind of dropping the cameras and walking off you know mm-hmm. uh, or even like the documentary comes out and we see them watching the documentary later yes now now that would have been cool too for to us actually to get like a replay of what they edited because right. you know they was talking to them but they didn't know how they was going to chop that up and edit it and how it was going to get put out right so um let's talk to the one comment we got from a mom who says uh for bullet train hey rod and karen just saw this movie it was so much fun it was great because we were the only ones in the theater when we went to see it so i could laugh as loud as i wanted and even jumped up and clapped at one point it seemed <laughs> like through most of the movie i was pointing at the screen going "Ooh, where do i know them from what's their name they had old girl from the boys as the snack girl the guy who played hero in heroes my favorite character was definitely lemon and tangerine Mm -hmm. i kept telling my husband that was aaron taylor johnson and he and brian tyree henry did an amazing job all around the acting the action both of them looking cute as hell i actually love that well i actually don't know where aaron taylor johnson from but i think both of them are american they were playing brits in this film like i actually like that because we see it so much around. the other way around like one like it's not a criticism to me of Mm-mm. honk for jesus but i already know there's gonna be a lot or not a lot there's gonna be some black people that have a problem with the people in this film some of them being like african um or or you know first generation uh because it's like this is a black american christian topic and these people that even come from this culture got critiques of it and stuff i do not have that problem i this i honestly would have forgot to bring it up if you if i hadn't thought about it in this comment you left because to me it's that big of a non-issue but i understand some actors have a problem with it uh when lemon said oh i'm sorry i'm just fascinated by white girl tears you're so good at it i literally jumped up and said let's go black man that's right I'm going to take my eldest nephews to go see it too. I do agree that Zazie's character deserved a longer backstory cutaway. Bad Bunny was super, his was super long, wasn't it? I do understand that dude is like one of the most popular people on the fucking planet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably a huge deal to get him in this film. Yes. It's that kind of thing where it happens all the time for, um, with american movies where they put somebody in it and they're a huge deal in China, but the role they get in the film is not a huge role and you just kind of wonder like man why are they you know taking so much time with this person and you're just like oh wait a minute this this person must be somebody mm-hmm. i didn't know that was bad bunny because i'm just not into that kind of music Mm-mm. and I'm, I'm old you know <laughs> and but his cutback was so long i was like he must be somebody yeah like they took like 10 minutes of the film to do his whole like marriage and everything mm-hmm. they wasn't doing that with everybody in the film Mm-mm. um and yeah zazie got in the dust yes she did my only guess is hers was so short because of, as an assassin she didn't have any other motivation other than getting her money and she was trying to keep her anonymity most of the movie but it was really fun and hilarious loved all the cameos great review iman thank you iman thank you and thank you everybody else uh who writes in who listens later all that stuff we appreciate y'all and uh yeah that's it for now uh we'll be back with another spoiler movie review soon until then peace peace